We're synced. What was the thing that we were, you said? Hey, we should be recording this, Mark. What was the thing? Talking about Bosch. I'm gonna bring us. I'm gonna bring <laughs> us into Twitch first too. And then we can, People are gonna want to hear this Bosch stuff. And then now that we're live, we can definitely talk about Bosch. <laughs> We actually can't talk about Bosch if we're working we actually to not struck right. work because people are going to go. Although the way I was going to talk about it, people are not going to want to go watch it. So, uh, well, it's also I think it's based on a novel, a book series. Yeah. Anyways, well, this this main actor is like is like uh, the commercial guy. Yeah, like the well, the every man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why dads love this show. That's why because the they're like, show. hey, it, true. it could be me theoretically. <laughs> Um, welcome guys. Welcome everybody. Uh, this week we are actually going to do a rating of something, which is a lot of fun because we're trying to figure out ways around not supporting struck work. Um, I will say that like, because we're so small and because, uh, we did, you know, contact SAG, uh, they told us that if we feel comfortable not producing that kind of stuff while the strike is going on, that would be a great show of solidarity. Uh, it wasn't like a absolutely don't do this or you are scabbing kind of a situation. Right. They didn't but, condemn us. Right. In in a show of solidarity, we're going to try to find different routes of doing the podcast until we can't no more. And if the strike's still going on at that point, then we'll continue to do our normal f- format. But we'll, you know, like we normally do, say, fuck you, studios. And uh, give a little bit of a uh, context to it. The, we are so lucky, though, that we're Star Trek fans because there's literally decades so of much. content that is <laughs> not not TV content right. and not film content for Star Trek. <laughs> uh, so that's why we're starting off with stuff that you might be a little bit more familiar with. We're starting off with Lower Decks comics. Uh, these are published by IDW, and I believe they're all written by Ryan North. And they, the panel art is by Chris Finoglio. Mm-hmm. Finoglio. You can find Chris Finoglio on Instagram. Awesome artwork there. Uh, I believe he does. Uh, and then the cover art was by J.P. Fosgit. And then there's another, there's an alternate cover art because comics always have alternate cover art by Philip Murphy. Uh, so... We are going to make sure that we support these artists because even because we are spotlighting them at a time uh, when artists are not being spotlighted by the studios. Yeah. I'm a, I've actually been a Ryan North fan for a super long time. So Ryan North is Canadian. Uh, but when I was in a high school, my friends and I, quote unquote, discovered his comic called dinosaur comics have you guys heard of dinosaur comics no oh man so the conceit of dinosaur comics is that they use the exact same panel structure for every single one i'm gonna post it in our chat so you can look at it quickly and then i'll post it in the discord as well but yeah he so it's just a t-rex and a raptor talking i actually have one of these it's blank uh, that's been on my walls before. So it's the same. Have a comp- it's the same panel art. It's just the yes. writing's different every time. The writing's different. Okay. And then there are two Easter eggs in each panel, which ties into how we're talking about. We're going to talk about this in, in when we're talking about the episode. So if you roll your mouse over the panel, it'll have an alt text that is a comment on the whole thing. 
which in the in these lower decks com- uh, comics, if you look at the bottom of each page, there is an alt text comment on the page. Yeah, I noticed. Uh-huh. You guys noticed that? Yep. So that's just a way that he's like still retaining that style. Sure. Uh, uh, and then there's another one. There's another Easter egg somewhere. I think it might be in. God, I can't remember. It might be actually in the source code. Like if you look, if you check, inspect the pages source, the HTML, there's like another one embedded in the HTML, but I haven't done that in a long time. But my, I was obsessed with this comic book in high school. And it's just so cool that he has gone on. He wrote Squirrel Girl. He wrote on Squirrel Girl, the uh, the comics. Uh, this, he, I think he wrote on Destiny too. He does a lot of like punch up funny stuff. So, uh, yeah. And I think he, he's always been a Star Trek fan. There's a tons of dino comics that reference Star Trek. So it's cool that he also gets to write on these, these lower decks. I think, I think he gets to tone a hundred percent. I think he gets to tone a hundred percent. And I think this, uh, has the best, in my opinion, and funniest call outs of Star Trek from yeah. lower yes. decks. That doesn't feel like it's just doing it for no reason because I think yeah. also because he has his little tiny like call outs at the bottom of the pages. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> this this was a brand new medium for me. I'm I've never been a comics guy. Um mm-hmm. I've always been like a, a a visual like TV movies person. And so I think it translates perfectly. I think uh lower decks is I, I I feel like I would have a harder time with any other show on comic in comic form, and so but Lower Decks sure. is perfect for this, and so I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, for those of you like Mark uh, who aren't familiar with comics or kind of like I don't know I don't know if I want to jump into comics and stuff. There there's a, quite a bit of artistry to it mm-hmm. when the comic is good. Obviously, there's this great book that I think can enhance anybody reading comics. It's called Understanding the Invisible Art of Comics by Scott McCloud. And it kind of teaches you how to read it and like see the intentionality of the composition and the way that the frames work, the panels work with each other on a page. So um, just give that a shot. If, if, if that, if that interests you, if, if, if not, then, you know, I will say, I will say, uh, and not being a huge comic person, but like I did read comics a lot in college and, uh, I haven't done it in a while. If you are just jumping in, a lot of comics, and some of them aren't, I will say, but a lot of them are very intuitive in how, like, if you mm-hmm. start reading it, just kind of like let your eyes and your brain do the work of yeah. like where to intuitively go next, um, because it 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 is very intuitive. It's left to right and then down kind of a feel to it. Um, as long as it's not a manga, yeah. As long as, as, long as it, if we were looking at American Western comics right yeah. now, then yes. <laughs> uh, that was the thing that really fucked with my head when Tony like recommended. I was like, this is so good. Read this manga. And I was like, I can't follow this page. And you're like, oh yeah, you're supposed to go right to left. Like, yeah. I can follow this page. I can follow this page now. <laughs> uh, so let's shout out how we all found a way to read this. Mm-hmm. And just to give people ideas on how to do that, because it is—you don't have to walk into a comic book store anymore. But you to should. Do this. It, I, I'm not saying it's one of the best. Don't ways. do it. I'm just saying, like, if you get into comics, then uh, go to a comic book store because they are yeah. solely underfunded and like need people. I was gonna say they're dying afloat. <laughs> 
Yeah, like free comic books days are not about. They're not. It's like it's not like they're doing so great that they're giving away comic books. No. It's like they need you in the store. They need you in the store, <laughs> <laughs> and they need you to develop the habit. Of, and, and I will say, yeah. like, uh, if you do go into a comic book shop and you aren't a big comic book head or whatever, and you have questions. Whoever's behind the front desk, just ask a question. Most of the time, they're not going to be gatekeepy about it. They're like, they want people to read more comics, so they will gladly yeah. help you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the good stores will definitely. <laughs> the good stores. The good stores. It's not like, yeah, it's not like that Gen X style. I think like Gen X has phased out of it. But you remember, it's like, oh, you don't know that? Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, oh, thank God, somebody's in the store. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. And if, you, and, if you, and if you do go to a comic book store and you ask something like that and they give you attitude or are being gatekeeper, walk out of that store and go find a different comic book shop. Just yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I used the library. I used Los Angeles Library, for which I have an account. And normally I would get the physical copy, but we decided to do this very late. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, I used the app that is associated with the library called Hoopla, which I believe most libraries in the United States at least have a partnership with. Um, There's also an app called Libby. I don't know if they do comics, but you can look into that as well. And so that's how I was able to read this for free legally. And uh, when you get things from the library, they do track those numbers and there is a stipend that goes to the publisher and theoretically it trickles down to the theoretically and authors yeah. theoretically at that point i don't know how big it is but yeah you are still supporting the authors yeah uh i think Lars, me mark, you do it? i think me and mark did it the same way i don't know if you did we did okay uh i when we decided to do this which was literally last night um yep. i just did a search cuz i know marvel has their own uh e-reader uh, Marvel Unlimited. Marvel Unlimited. I know a lot of uh, publishers have their own e-reader uh, stuff. So I was like, oh, well, it's IDW. Uh, they are the ones that publish this pod- This not podcast. They don't publish this. Fuck them. They don't publish this podcast. Um, they're the ones that publish the comics. So I went, found it. They had an iPhone, iPad app, and I downloaded it. And yeah, you can get it there. There's only three issues of Lower Decks. So you can buy each issue individually for like three bucks. Or you can buy like the book, which is all three issues put together for nine bucks. So here's something that I, I recommend you probably don't do. Probably don't get it from Amazon. Yeah. It's convenient, but it's probably the way that it's the way that people get the least amount of money from it. Yeah. And Amazon bought Comixology, so which was a pretty respected like platform, and they did their Amazon y thing. That sucks. If you have to do it that way, okay. It's better than stealing it. Right. Um, there's a lot of other options. And there's a lot of way, ways to steal it in the, in, in the digital comic book industry. So if you can find a way to not steal it, that'd be great. But <laughs> yeah. um, I because will say- we literally just told you a way you can get it for free from the library. <laughs> yeah, like just get it from the library. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely your, your library will have a, a copy. I don't know about you, Mark, but for me, the IDW app was absolute trash. Um, I had more of an issue just reading it on my phone. I think that was what was harder. Just, um, if you have like a tablet or an iPad and you want to do it, like I think for the next issue, I'm going to just download, um, Samuel has an iPad. I'm just going to download the app on his iPad and just log in on there and read it on his iPad. I think that was more of my issue. I will say the iPad made it easier. I, I originally bought it on the phone 
but with the intention of reading it on my iPad because I was yeah. like, there's no way I'm going to read this on my phone. If you do want to, though, Hoopla has, uh, if you have a library card, um, Hoopla has not just a desktop app, but they have a web app. So you can do it in your browser. Um, yeah. If you don't have an iPad, if you don't, you know, if you only have a computer, that's a way of doing it. Yeah. And uh, a thing I do like about the way the Hoopla app handles comics is you can look at it panel to panel. So you can just swipe panel to panel as opposed to the whole page. I mean, it is important to see the whole page, I think, in the comic book because the whole page should, again, this isn't that book, reading comic, uh, understanding comics by Scott McCloud, but it should have an effect on you visually because you're seeing it all at once and then you go to panel My to biggest panel. But, complaint yeah. about IDW's app actually isn't that you can't do it panel by panel. It's that you can't turn it sideways and see two pages side <laughs> by side. So like yeah. because of that, like comics do sometimes do full panel spread like versions like uh, of a page where they want it to go across two pages. And in this, in this uh, issue, there is one that like they intend to be across two pages, but it's split up in IDW's app because you can't see two pages at once and it's annoying. Have we fetched enough? I think so. I'm out of fetching. <laughs> and now we can go to the enjoying. I'm trying to figure out what the name of this episode is. I think it's called literally like, All in a Sea of one. Wonders. Nice. All in a Sea of Wonders. Where did we where does it say that? Yeah. It, it says it right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay oh yeah okay so the first panel well it's not no, the first it's, actually, it's, it's, it's not a few pages panel. in it's honestly few pages it's the in. thing i was just complaining about it's the panel that's supposed to be across it's, two pages that you can't yeah, see on idw the cerritos now. across yeah. two pages yeah yeah <laughs> i was gonna hold it up and then my my background is blurred and blurred my phone screen so i had to so blur my background. i'm assuming that all three issues are all in a sea of wonders. It's just broken up into three issues. I didn't yeah. read the other two issues, so I don't know. I didn't either. Yeah. I stopped at the end of the first issue, but it's but the end of the first issue is a cliffhanger to the next issue. So I'm guessing it is. I don't know. I'll have to read the next one. Cool. There were there were multiple like that because there's one where it's Freeman, Captain Freeman's head. And then the next is also Captain Freeman's head, but from the other side. Like Captain Freeman is cut in two. Yeah. So I noticed is, that. And I was like, this is weird. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just throw up the double, because I, I can do this, uh, on our Twitch, uh, the double page uh, like name of the, of the episode. Yeah. So that people can kind of see what we're talking about in the double page aspect. So... I'm not going to show everyone I, uh, legally wise. I'm not going to show everyone every single page of the the no. comic, so you yeah. can't read it here. But you should go read a, it. It was it was a yeah. ton of fun. I it's laughed my do. way through it. I don't usually laugh when I read. Uh, I usually am a silent reader. Um, I also don't usually read funny things. I usually read really sad and and boring things <laughs> or like gay fiction. Um, <laughs> yeah, you said sad and sad. And <laughs> well, no, because there's, I mean, yes, a lot of gay fiction is sad, but there's that red, white, and royal blue um, uh, book uh, that they're um, 
making into a movie. Um, and so that's not sad and particularly sad, but, uh, the, um, it's not funny either. It's not like particularly funny. So, but I did laugh at this. I thought it was funny. I, I really liked that they did the Star Trek formula of like a pre credits, like, yeah, the cold open, the cold open. Like, and then they had this title page, like five or six pages in, like that was a lot of fun to me. I think we're thrown off by. Stru- I'm just realizing now that we're talking a lot about the comic before we've like introed in because the structure is so different for us. So, yeah, shall we intro in and then get into some more detail? Yeah. So find find whatever way that you decided to read this comic book and uh, sit down uh, to start reading the comic and go. You know what? I'm going to read this in a in a second. I'm going to instead listen to a podcast first. And throw your head, <laughs> headphones in, uh, look longingly at your comic as you press play and hear uh, our crazy voices yelling in your ear to track to the believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Without them, even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. Wow, Mark. Where were you on that one? I was burping. Burp to the holodeck. <laughs> so literally dealing with some gas. We all got it at some point. Yeah. So um, I think Jan already got into who wrote the comic and who illustrated the comic. So we don't have to do any of that. I did miss the lettering. I didn't do okay. lettering. Yeah, so we'll it? do that. Uh Okay, so illustration is like obvious, right? But lettering is, it is what it sounds like. It's it's the words on the page, but there's a texture to it and there's an art to it and where those those little bubbles appear. So I think that is an important mm-hmm. job that everybody should be made aware of. Uh, and in this case, it was by either Johanna Natalie or Johanna Natalie, but I'm going to guess it's Johanna. And then additional letters were by Jake Wood. Cool. So, yeah, uh, there's somebody who illustrates it. There's somebody who writes it, but that person who writes it and the illustrator don't put the words on the page. That's yeah. the lettering. So, yes, sorry. Thank you for yeah. for clearing that up, Darius. Yeah, it is a lot of work to put something like this together. Yeah, and I just want to reemphasize that because you know, in the same way that people don't know how TV works, uh, it is every comic book is a miracle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> takes a lot of work. Oh, uh, I told Jan before Mark got on, but my favorite like review of how bad IDW's app was, and I don't have the review up, unfortunately, um, but the gist of it was like, hey, I used to read comics by a different 
third-party publisher. And then IDW bought them and folded everything into the IDW app. And now I can't even access the old app. And it got rid of all of my libraries. Like I I had everything sorted. I don't have it sorted anymore. And it also keeps like throwing these comics at me from IPs that I don't give a shit about, like uh, Star Trek and My Little Pony and all these. And I'm like, what did Star Trek do to you? And what are you reading? Like, I agree that it's a terrible app, but what are you reading? <laughs> Where it's like recommending My Little Pony and Star Trek. That's funny. IDW does like a lot of alt, com- uh, like the the stuff that's too dark and stuff. They did right? Lock and Key. Like they're, they did Lock and Key. They, they have some pretty big hits. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So They're based in San Diego. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So we did uh, All in a Sea of Wonders, um, issue one. Uh, and do we want to do a runabout? Yeah, let's this? do a run- runabout. Okay. Um, I think we should give ourselves the normal 20 seconds. I think there's a lot that happens in this fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. good luck to us. <laughs> so. Uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> Me. Okay, Mark. Mark will go first. Uh, I'll, I'll go, go second. Sec- okay. Okay, Darius will you go, go second. second. I'll go third. finish. Okay. No, 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 I'll go third. All right. All right. <laughs> you called second. Cool. Whenever you're ready, Mark. Okay. So there, the Cerritos is at some random planet and um, the Lower Deckers are on the holodeck and they're on the Dixon Hill set and Mariner's making fun of it. And so they end up going to, they change the program to like a Moriarty style thing, but it's not Moriarty. Um, And uh, they... (laughs) They're messing around and it keeps being like, you can't pr- create a uh, holodeck life anymore because we put security things in. But meanwhile, the main, like the B storyline is they're going to a planet. Can't remember the name of the planet, unfortunately. Quanti. Quanti. But they're like going to this planet that's got like all this like interference and shit. And so it actually interferes with the safety protocols. <laughs> With the safety protocols, which is funny because the bit they're doing is like, look, we can try to make Dracula in this program <laughs> right. sentient to defeat as many datas as we want, Super but it data. won't let us do it. But in that power surge, of course it does. <laughs> so now there's like a super evil Dracula, which the comic comments on is like, they're using Dracula because he's a public domain. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I mean, that is how the episode ends. That's just everything. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they find out like... That they once they get down to Quanti or whatever the name of the the, the planet is, um, they're like, are we actually on the right planet? Because they're not as like advanced as we think as we thought they were. Yeah, it's like it's uh, an old castle, right? Yeah, it's like an old castle. And then the comic ends with Dracula like looking back after he like reappears on the holodeck. So this is where like the, the alt text at the bottom of the pages is really funny and like sort of a meta commentary because in a previous panel they're like. Surely these plots won't inter like dovetail yeah, and yeah. intersect. And then yeah. the last panel, it's like, okay, all right, they, they are dovetailing <laughs> and intersecting. <laughs> yeah, because it's like this old timey village that wants to kill. Yeah, you know, like, like killing a Dracula or something like right. that. A Dracula. <laughs> a Dracula. Um, cool. It was very. It was very TOS. The the. The upper decker plot was very TOS to me mm-hmm. um, because it's it was very much like 
Kirk and them going down to a planet and it's like, oh, medieval village. Like, <laughs> oh, why would this be a medieval village? Like, yeah. um, It's funny that you mentioned that because the cold open is a direct reference to a the TOS episode called The Way to Eden. Yeah. So when they're all like, they're a bunch of Herberts's and they're like, wait, you can't call people Herberts Herberts. willy nilly. (laughs) Is that true? Did you call them Herberts? Yeah. That's right. Try not to call people Herberts because it's hurtful. (laughs) So uh, when the strike's over, whenever you're comfortable, check out that TOS episode, The Way to Eden. Uh, It's a real thing. (laughs) There's a whole page at the end of the pod, at the end of the the, the, uh, comic where it's Badgie explains it all. It's actually a pretty funny. Oh, page. really? Yeah, did you I guys see that. this? No, I, no. I, I stopped. I stopped it at you know. Okay, the, uh, yeah. it's actually. I'm, I'm gonna throw it up on the on the stream, but you, I I encourage you to go look at it. It's very funny. Uh, it's basically like Badgie giving a lesson, and it's like, oh. hi, I can teach you a lesson. It looks like you want to <laughs> uncover the hidden references in this comic. Oh uh, my Dex god, comic. you got it. There are callbacks to these Star Trek moments in this issue, and it gives you all of the callback and what they what they're calling back. Yeah, uh, yeah I think I got most of these except for the Herberts one. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so <laughs> they even did the NXO one. Yeah, okay, yeah, sorry, go on. it's very funny. It's a very like funny. That's page. amazing. <laughs> And then it I ends with these. like loading. I'm having trouble due to some energy <laughs> surge with the planet's atmosphere. You'll Bad have to locate the references in this comic manually. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's so great. What a great this is this really does just tonally it fits lower decks, but also it's very respectful of the Star Trek um spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about the Lord, the holodeck later because I think that is where this episode really shines. But it's uh, it is and, a, it's a lot of the episode, a lot of this issue is holodeck. a lot of the comic is on the holodeck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, I still think one of my favorite parts about the the comic uh, outside of the holodeck is the fact that Ransom has a uh, a yoga ball as his seat. yes as his <laughs> office chair. Yeah. <laughs> And you said some at one point you see like his abs rippling under his shirt. Did you notice? Yep. Doesn't yep. he like bend back? He's like, doing. He's, he's doing like sit-ups. doing like he's doing like yeah. sit ups on him because he's chewing Mariner out for messing around in the holodeck and creating a super more a super Dracula. He's yeah. like, you can't do that. <laughs> like, stop doing that. <laughs> and she's like, don't worry, we paused it. We're gonna figure it out. Uh, it's so good. Uh, there's also alt text about how captains have to have little trinkets. Little under. trinkets about all their stuff, yeah. Like, it's yeah. not officially a rule, but there should at least be one star uh, one starship on it. Uh, where, they where do joke it? about Moriarty having one. I guess that's a holodeck, but Moriarty having... Being probably on Picard's bookshelf or something yeah, like him, that. His yeah, little cube, was, his cube. It was, it was in when they were talking, yeah, when they were in the holodeck talking about how Moriarty was created. And she was like, and then he got to like have a forever in this computer that just sits on Picard's. <laughs> um, gosh, you're right. There is so much. I'm just like flipping through these pages really quickly to see what else there is to reference. This is technically a second contact mission. Yep. So what the conceit of it is that this planet is was like so advanced technologically, but they took forever to invent warp drive because I guess it wasn't a priority for them. So in many ways, the, this planet is more, more advanced than the Federation. Yeah. So I'm sure that'll come into play as to why everything is happening this way. Um, but yeah, that is, uh, what was the name of the ship that showed up before them? 
the Oh, that's a good question. It was had a name. It was like the Lancelot or something. Um, it was here. the. I like being able to just flip through these pages really quickly and. <clears throat> the Lovelace. Uh, oh, the Lovelace. after Ada Lovelace. Yeah. So yeah. it's it, also appropriate because Ryan North started his career as a computer scientist. So it's probably a little reference to his degree. <laughs> uh, on that page where they, where he, the Admiral gives her that, uh, that um, mission. It, they have the like subtext where it's like, Carol Starfleet is well aware that uh, Catulian renegades have been described as space hippies, or as we call them here in space, regular hippies. Regular <laughs> hippies. <laughs> uh, this is just great. Like I feel there's, there's actually much less non-holodeck stuff than I remembered. Yeah. Uh, so we, we probably, I mean... I do really well, like the when the... Um, when the interference starts happening, they call the Billups, and Billups is like, "Yeah, it seems like there's some interference," and then sends it over to um, uh, uh, Rutherford, Rutherford, and Rutherford's like, eh, "Fixed it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> I also this reminds me too of the earlier moment when they are dealing with the the space hip, the regular hippies, and the other species who are quarreling. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get shot by the, one of the species and they're like, so uh, any damage? Or like, no. In fact, this is a rare occasion it where it charges. They tr- like, yeah, yeah, recharge the shields or whatever. <laughs> like ha- having, yeah, exactly. And then the alt text is like, for once, uh, having all of your like shield couplings or whatever tied directly into the <laughs> the energy conduits has worked out to the advantage. Instead of exploding consoles, it just like it helps to ship a bit. So it's it's kind of a wink at like how dumb the uh, the power distribution is on ships that the consoles always blow up. This is just fun, guys. Just just read it. Yeah, uh, I like I, just, <laughs> I like the art style and how like if it's somebody speaking over uh um if it's like when it's her doing her captain's log, it's a different style. If it's somebody speaking over um uh like the um when the admiral is talking and it's he's not in person, that style of of a bubble is different. Um, when they're talking in person, that style of bubble is different. I really like how they distinguish every single like way of speaking is is all different. Um, yeah, it's and that's the uh, lettering. yeah, yeah. Good job, letterers, Johanna and Jake. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. We hadn't really discussed if we were going to do. An archive. A, an archive. Should, should we yeah. do an archive? Of course. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll do an archive. We'll talk about it in a second. I want to point out in one of the early pages. Hold on. I don't actually have a page number on my thing, but it's when they're talking to the space hippies mm-hmm. and the the green alien. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's a perspective where you see them on the view screen. It's the top left of a page 
them on the view screen, and then Barnes and Boimler at the consoles and uh-huh. Freeman standing behind them. Yeah. And you see how compressed the space is on the Cerritos <laughs> between the main view screen yeah. and the because like every other ship in Starfleet, it's like really spacious. It's got, and it's got like the movie really theater like moat, so you're not like right up against the screen. Exactly. <laughs> so like it must actually be super disorienting on the Cerritos. <laughs> like, yeah. have you seen that thing going around of the guy who went to see Oppenheimer on 70 mil IMAX and because those have all they're sold out for like two weeks in yeah. advance except for the front row yeah right. he's like fuck it he saw it in the front row and so he filmed it just like on his phone just for a second to show how ridiculous it is to watch it from those so seats. ridiculous because it's like everybody's chin is just bigger than like a, an elephant god <laughs> i That's- we we looked at going to see it and yeah it was like if you're trying to see it in 70 mil you're in LA. You're only gonna yeah. sit in the front row, and we're like not doing that. So we ended yeah. up in 35 mil at yeah, uh, and it was it was great. I loved it. Like I do want. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna see it in digital IMAX just because I need to. I want to see it soon. Yeah, and hopefully the 70 mil screenings. Yeah. Die, uh, you know, become less popular. The thing is, seeing something on film is so rare now that it's just it's just a pleasure to be able. We to We went do saw that. it at Alamo in thirty five mil. Oh, okay, was, cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I can't sit through a three hour movie anymore. I get it. Uh, I can sit through a three hour play, uh, like or like Ugh. show, like Ugh. a. Well, I, but it has an intermission. I can. I get. I get right. to stand up and go pee. Hey, uh, um, Mark. There's an app that that you. This app's been around for like 15 years, actually. You 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 press play. You choose the movie because it has the movie. You press play right when the movie starts, and then it buzzes you when a boring, non-consequential scene's going to happen to tell you you can go pee now. And uh, then I can t- it- you can go through and scroll through, and it gives you what happened while you were in the bathroom <laughs> before you come back in. What's it called? I can't remember the name of it. Oh, okay, I'll, great. I'll it so I don't even say so there's this great app and I don't even know when. <laughs> okay, buddy, hold on. It's called the Run P app. It took me two and a half yeah. seconds to Google it. Um, I can tell you that moment in the Barbie movie. Have you guys uh, seen that yet? I haven't. No, please don't, yet. don't spoil it. Yeah. No, I'm not going to spoil I've it for Can- you. I've been in Canada. <laughs> They have uh, movies in Canada, to be clear, but I was just really focused no. on doing family stuff. Ian <laughs> was riding a moose around the forest. <laughs> I was like, uh, hey, you know where I can see a projection of yeah. images? <laughs> you know, Jan, I'm disappointed. You went to Canada when all of the curling rinks have been melted down because it's not even curling season. Uh, this reminds me. I'm glad that you mentioned this, Darius. <laughs> so... I won't go into too much specific detail, but it's been a really intense like family time yeah. for me. Yeah. And we were going through all these, like my grandmother has this genealogy book. There's a uh-huh. book of the history of her family. And because they all, they're, she's from Saskatchewan. Yeah. She's from like this weird <laughs> tiny town in Saskatchewan. So like a generation before her and back, uh-huh. Everybody curled. Everybody curled. We're talking about like you know, because <laughs> they had nothing. 1800s. They had nothing to do but slide rocks across the ice. That's all they had. <laughs> like, like it was like farm to survive. That's amazing. But like once you hit winter, you're yeah. not farming. No, you're, you're there's curling. Going. It's so cold. It's freezing. You know, like you're melting ice. <laughs> you're melting your water, and yeah, you you go down another town where there's a river, and you yep. just curl. Yeah, and they're like they they played bridge <laughs> and they curl. That's amazing. So I do like curling is in me, it's you know, like you. that's it's it's in my you, mastery. 
but I just like started laughing so much. And my grandma was like, what? Like everybody, yeah, curling. That's what you did. Yeah. <laughs> you got a rock? You got a broom? Yeah. We're in. <laughs> and she started like saying like, oh yeah. And they'll like, they'll, they'll yell. All, she started like yelling all the, the terms that they would That's use. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. That's really cute. That's um, funny. But yeah, they did. They, it's the wrong time of year to wrong go to Canada. Wrong time of year to go curling in Canada. But I, then right. I showed her pictures of your curling league, Dylan, awesome. the Hollywood curling. Because I'm like, believe it or yeah. not, yeah. this it's exists in Hollywood now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you just call him Dylan? He did. It's oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, Dylan's the baseball that, one. This one? is I can't never uh, tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just like look at both their pictures and just say a name and hopefully one of I'm getting the right one. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, guys. you're good. I, I wasn't going to call you out happened. about it. Mark was the no, one. No, I'm happy to out. call him out about it. It's, he calls me Sam. He calls me Samuel happened. all the time. We both <laughs> have beards. called you Samuel? No, you never call me Samuel. We both have beards, but that's about it. And glasses. Uh-huh. Your, na- your names are distinct, and not that Darius and Diller are the same name, but they both start with a D. They start with a D, yeah. The older I get, the more I become like my mom, where I just mixed words and names up. That's just <laughs> what happens, I that's guess. Fair. You just become like your parents. My mom calls me Allie. That's my sister's name. So Yeah, because you're just used to shouting a name. <laughs> Allie. No, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything else we want to chat about <clears throat> before... Run P app. Get the Run P app. Yeah. Yeah. Check out the Run P app. I do agree uh, with you, Mark, that there should be, I think there should be intermissions when a movie passes two and a half hours. I think so. I agree. <laughs> Didn't Monty Python and the Holy Grail have an intermission in it? Probably. That sounds like something they'd do. Once um, Arabia definitely did. Yeah. Titanic, uh, if you buy the VHSs, you have to s- switch them over. So. <laughs> There's a 45-second mandatory. <laughs> cool. Let's hop into the archives. Accessing Starfleet Archives. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Uh, excuse me, pardon me. Sorry, guys. I didn't don't mean to like cram through you guys. I just gotta get over to this closet over here. Pardon me. Sorry. Okay. Do you mind if I step into this frame? What? Whoa. Uh, sorry. Do you mind if I join you? Oh yeah. I mean the frame is a little crowded, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, so I'm not crazy, right? Like it feels like there's just a no. It feels like no, we have no, boxes yeah. around us at different points in time. And, Call. What were you saying? Does anyone feel flat? Like emotionally? Well, I'm yeah, a I don't Vulcan, feel like so I, generally my emotions are very right. You know, I feel no, very I mean like I've been working out, so like my my stomach is a little flatter. But I mean like uh, not like literally flat. You mean like dimension wise? Yeah, like two D. I get what you're saying because when I step closer to you, it doesn't feel like I'm getting closer to you. It just feels like I'm getting bigger. Does that make any sense? Like, it's like I'm just getting bigger relative to everything in the space, but I don't feel physically closer to you. Yeah. All right. Excuse me, guys. Are we in a two dimensional space? How would that even happen? I, I think it's, I think it literally is just that the Cerritos is so tiny. Mm. I've never noticed how cramped it is before it until is I had to take over for Boimler on Khan. Yeah. And then like we got a 
we got a, a communication on the view screen yeah. and she said to put it like honestly the view screen has always been space when i've been yeah. up there so like it yeah. looks like you're just looking out a window but then yeah, we yeah. put somebody it's like face on there and all i was oh. seeing was chin i was just I, seeing I can't chin. it's like it's like being in the front row at an imax movie like yeah it's, it's yeah. insane it was, you, you have imax on Vazor. Yeah, we, I mean, we weren't always under Cardassian rule. I mean, they only had us for like the past fifty years. Right, right. But once we have warp drive, the planet they we were have, the only ones allowed. We have warp drive. We're like we're, we're a warp capable society, you know. You were warp capable before the Cardassians came in. Yes, I thought you just used those like sailboats. <laughs> That's a warp capable ship. Sailboats can can fly warp. They sailboats can, can thought, fly at the speed of light. Yeah. I thought it was just like the the, the tachyons or what, like the the sun radiation or whatever. The we, star radiation. Uh, if you, Captain Cisco proved this was like six years ago. Captain Cisco proved that we got to Cardassia before Cardassia came to us. View the footage. Um, the Cisco footage. Oh, well, let me put it up yeah. on our viewer. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. I can't. It's, I just, it's I, so big. I, it's so big. Pixel, we can't even can see. Just it. See, literally pixels. <laughs> it, like it makes me sick. To be honest, like, like I have to go to sick bay. I think because look at I how just, big the like, emissary's head is. It's it's massive. It's mostly chin right now. I'm gonna I'm move over. I'm moving over chin. to this panel. This panel's getting a little too crowded. Oh, the, there's so many words. There's so many words. I, I have to move over there. By the way, can we talk to Pert about taking? Because he's made every single one of these walls a panel. I know. He, it, he says like it helps him focus to watch the worst all part. Things at once. The worst part about it is he says it helps him sleep, and so he's got it going like all night. <laughs> yeah, I have to wear. You see me wearing the Vulcan head, ma- the yeah. Vulcan eye mask, right? Like that's yeah. how I do it. Yeah, I gotta like put like a, a force field in front of my, around my head so no sound or light can get in. You know, right? Oh, like right. a sensory now, deprivation. I just turn on thing. the sonic shower. I just like have the sonic shower on. Yeah. And the hum of the sonic shower kind of cancels everything out. Yeah. We got to talk to Pert. Where is yeah, Pert, we, by the way? Oh, he said he was going down to that plant, the Cavanti or whatever. Oh. He said he was going down with the away team. Did they know he's going down with the away team? Well, I looked at the log. <laughs> I checked the log, and it doesn't. He's not on the manifest, so he must have. He did say you know, something he about just snuck down. He did with say them? something yeah. about helping load the cargo bay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what kind of prime directive rules oh, he's going to be God. breaking by selling him stuff, <laughs> or buy or getting things to sell. That's the thing, you know? yeah. Because he's like, sure. I think he said something about how, yeah, their culture is so advanced. Like, who knows how much you can get for it? So, right, right. It's classic. Hey, I gotta oh, get. I uh, actually gotta go to my shift. Excuse me, guys. I gotta get out of here. Is oh, oh, What? What? Excuse can, me. Can we change just, perspective? Can we just change the perspective of this? Well, there is just the thing the is there is depth. It's just we can't access the depth. Oh God! God, I hate that. Okay, I hate All it right. so much. Did we? I'm like, just going to think about becoming smaller. Yeah. Okay. Just shrink. Oh. De- uh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that worked. That? Yeah. That? Yeah. You're a little. You're a little tiny. You're a little tiny man now. Now just step over him. All right. And there we go. Okay. I'm getting bigger again. Little tiny Lopec. Wait a second. If I can get smaller, then I can get bigger. bigger. Oh, no. Don't get bigger. Oh, no. no we you no, can't fit on. anymore. If oh, you get... Jesus. Lopec, stop. Stop. <laughs> <It's> Lopec. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to crush us. <laughs> oh, God. 
I'm so big. I'm so big in the space. I'm sorry, guys. Psh, I gotta go. <laughs> I think that's that's plenty. Yeah, to that's considering. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Holodeck, man. Yeah, it was a lot. Holodeck was great. So Holodeck, uh, for um, edification purposes, starts out in Dixon Hill. Love it. Yeah, it's it's a very nice shout out to to essentially. I mean, it's not the first Holodeck episode ever, but it is the first Holodeck episode in the sense of right. when antics happen. Yeah, episode ever. So it's, it is shenanigans. Really I think I particularly like about this. Uh, it's all really funny, but the fact that Tendi doesn't really know human culture. Yeah. So she's like, oh, cool. Should I know who that is? Like Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> like, neat. Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> she's a great like audience voice. Uh, I also like the little discovery that all there's a little Garrick shout out. All Orion stories start with heists. heists. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just a normal part of their structure. Fairy heists. <laughs> They're called yeah. fairy heists. I love that. Like, like, doesn't he say, like, even the fairy tale? She's like, especially, especially the, the fairy, fairy tale. Tales, yeah. which is a, the Garrick. Or as we call them, fairy heists. Fairy, fairy heists. heists. <laughs> I loved that. Uh, so cute. So funny. Um, I uh, loved the, um, come on, Boimler, Dixon Hill is a, uh, what an old man's idea of what cool is. <laughs> like, it's like, and it's so true. Where it's just like, old man, yeah, like, oh, the, the old private eye, like Columbo, like, oh, yeah, this is Bosch. awesome. Yeah. It's or like Bosch. Bosch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 100%. Oh. Um, uh, there's the, a reference to Lantry here. There is. Oh, and then God. the call out below. Um, text being like other potential Mariner burns included check out Ensign Gamma Hydra 4 over here and I don't know a third place famous for uh, aging diseases but there are probably a couple <laughs> <laughs> like you can tell that Ryan North knows his shit and it's just <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, and, and then almost immediately those. they leave Dixon Hill and I love that <laughs> Mariner just has a bunch of tiny starships shooting at them. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's her stupid episode. Like her stupid holodeck program is just to have all the enterprises through the enterprise E just floating around doing pew pews. Uh, it's great. I'd like that they go through the different bridges and mm -hmm. the fact that they start with an, and X01 has been getting a lot of respect recently. It really yeah. has, yeah. Yeah. Just Strange New Worlds reference. And then in this, it's, it is funny that they are all forced to be the chef because there's a running joke <laughs> I, in Enterprise where we never find out who the chef, who the chef is. is. I love that. And um, and uh, that was Riker's character on, in Enterprise was he he was the chef. The chef he was the out. chef when yeah. he uh, uh, in the last episode of Enterprise. And so <laughs> uh, I love that so much where they were all the chef. Someday we're going to do that Enterprise episode. <laughs> Someday. That's Someday. the end of the podcast. That yeah, will be the last episode we ever do. <laughs> Uh, and I like that when they went to TOS, they didn't go to TOS, the series, but the animated series TOS. Yeah. And I so like the call out too yeah. of the computer chosen era where Chekhov was replaced by the three arm RX without even having to be asked, ouch for yeah. Chekhov. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the animation style 
besides our our characters, uh, the Lord X characters, is Change. more that animated yeah. series. Yeah. 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 It's cute. There's also a meta reference when they go to the Enterprise C, <laughs> where Mariner, sa- Mariner says, its whole design looks like it was thrown together in a week. It's because that's like how long it took. <laughs> you know, they had yeah. a week to put to create a starship. Like Curry, I think, Dan Curry just was like, fuck, uh, here it is. Here's an ambassador class. Uh, I love it. I just love this stuff. And I love that she likes it a lot. Yeah. It's such a, it's like an under, it's only in one episode really ever. The ambassador class. Yeah, what about it? Ambassador class rules. (laughs) Fight me. (laughs) Ambassador class rules. (laughs) Fight me. (laughs) Was this flagship for a generation? (laughs) I love. Okay, so and then we're just going through this page by page because it's so great. It's well, and that's and from there, that's when they ended up in London, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, in the Sherlock Holmes. Because Boimler is paranoid that. The program is like an illegal forbidden program. Right. Right. And then um another call out to the to to type. Um in the bottom of one of these pages, it's like the best thing in comics is when a character speaks someone's name and it looks like a logo for that name. I don't know what it sounds like, except for that it must sound amazing. <laughs> and that's when he says Professor Moriarty. James yeah. Moriarty. And it's in a completely different font and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's really cute and nice work on the lettering there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, so people can see what we're talking about for this one at least. Uh, the James Moriarty. Yeah. Well, and then we get a nice shout out to. Um, there's it shows Data and and Jordy and Doctor Pulaski, which yeah we haven't seen Pulaski in a hot second, and so it's nice that Pulaski is getting some recognition here. It acknowledges that she was there. Yeah. She was there at the time. Yeah. It's kind of her fault because she was the one who's like, Data ain't shit. Yeah. (laughs) You don't know shit, Data. (laughs) If there was anyone that was a Data hater more, it was Pulaski. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Pulaski in the same boat. (laughs) Exactly. You're you're being such a Pulaski, Mark. Really love when Tendi and Mariner just start tempt. They're making fun of Boimler. They're like, "Oh yeah, make a program that can beat ten Ultra Datas, at <laughs> Super once. Datas, yeah, Super Datas." And he's like, "Stop it!" <laughs> because they 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 finally explain why this doesn't happen all the time, and it's because after this event with Moriarty, they put in code in the holodecks to prevent right. programs to yeah. create sentient, sentient life, um, <laughs> which. Uh, they t- he talks about oh, an ultra data is the ultimate version of data. His precise capabilities remain a mystery, but he's definitely mastered several contractions at minimum. Um, <laughs> funny, but this also brings up the fact that this is outside the holodeck. We didn't talk about it in the whole Mariner and um, when he, she's getting chewed out. They talk about how the doctor has been making real ground. Oh yeah, uh, with giving um, rights. <laughs> oh, to I Hollow. forgot. Because yeah, Mariner's characters. like, do they really have like, do they really have rights? We'll just, and we'll Ransom's like, it's program. complicated. But <laughs> yeah, EMH is doing all this stuff. Yeah. He even activated his emergency rhetoric program <laughs> or subroutine. <laughs> yeah. or something. Oh man, I do. Yeah, I do want to see that. I hope that they at some point. I'm sure Ryan North would love to bring in the EMH. Or <laughs> we've talked about this. I mean, like that is like a reference to author author. 
of yeah. how yeah. at some right. point he just becomes yeah a lawyer. Yeah, holodeck rights Same because holodeck rights because it, she they give him because they the the surge happens and he becomes sentient right Dracula becomes yeah, Dracula. sentient uh-huh. yeah. and so but she's like but they can't so they can't just delete him. She was she no. was saying like I'm just gonna delete him and then Ransom's like you can't do that. They have you like, can't rights. just delete him. Yeah. So he's like rights. this super smart genius evil Dracula and then <laughs> now she can't delete him. <laughs> so. I like that he's paused. Like they just paused him. They were still able to pause him at least. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So she come when she comes back into the holodeck, she just goes to the panel and starts <laughs> O'Briening it, you know, and yeah. turning him off. But then in classic fashion, once the arch doors close behind her, he reappears himself. Right. Like he's, yeah. he does it just to he like yeah, just amuses to them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I'm genius. I, yeah. And I, I just love that it's Dracula because, like, yeah, public domain, public domain bad yeah. guy. And of one of course, my, they would bring in a, a Dracula. One of my favorite lines, again, doesn't happen in the holodeck. It happens when she's trudging back to the holodeck. Is uh, Mariner going, stupid Dracula, stupid ransom, stupid computer never once asks, wait, that's crazy. Are you sure? Yes, no, anything for anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just extremely compliant. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, shall we rate this? Let's yeah. do it. <clears throat> Highly wreck. Can't wait till next. I think next week we'll try to do the, the next issue. Yeah. Okay. Dialogue. For me, it's actually a five. I think this is really strong. Yeah, it's I not- agree. I think they do a great job. Like uh, Boimler doing the Dixon Hill is like <laughs> spot on. Um, she was in the right place at the right time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's a five for me. There, yeah, I loved the whole section of them um, doing the the ultra data is like, and then Boimler, they like they're joking about it, and then the surge happens, and Boimler's the one that actually makes Dracula, that makes the evil Dracula. That's, Wait, no, that's computer, perfect. cancel that, cancel that, cancel, computer. cancel. <laughs> right, because he's saying like to do this and then he explains it is right. wrong but yeah. the exact moment the power surge happens that's very clever yeah the other funny Romance? thing the oh, other sorry, funny thing ahead. about that was that when he does that there is a call out in the bottom where uh cuz he says where is it hold on i got to find it um just for my own mental health cuz he goes but still doesn't mean you should go around saying these things Oh, where is it? No, he says like he's convinced himself that the holodeck is only for good, and then the like it will never go wrong. <laughs> yeah. And then the bottom it calls out. It's like unlike literally every single every holodeck, holodeck episode, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> he's just one of those like ninety nine percent of the time the holodeck works properly for most people on Starfleet. Here but, it yeah. is. It says, "Ah, I told myself nothing bad ever happens on the holodeck, but I never believed it." And then the call out. <laughs> is on account of all holodeck history and past events. <laughs> <laughs> so was that a Quinteros? Everybody gave it a five? I think so, yeah. I think no? so, yeah. Romance? Not really any romance here that I can think of. Not really. No, I, I mean, I the, the Dixon Hill and Pulaski and Moriarty, um, it's, it, it is like a love letter to the holodeck. Um, but I don't think there was really any 
actual love, love or actual even um, even friendship love or anything. Yeah, no, I don't. It's think a zero so. for me. Because like Mariner has a romantic like they all have romantic attachments. Well, Mariner has a romantic attachment to the ambassador class, so yeah. I'm gonna give it a point. Okay, five point five. Because <laughs> yeah. she does point say five. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, action. That's. They don't do really any actiony stuff. The, the scariest part is when Dracula comes out and is about to bite her neck. Yeah, yeah. But I don't they, know. But they freeze if, the program. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if this will necessarily count as action or more like um, suspense. But Dracula does jump at them, uh, yeah. and that's when they freeze it. And then the buildup to them doing like the like saying things and it not happening, saying things and it not happening. This whole page itself is like has a lot of like movement going on on it because yeah. of like all of the atmospheric stuff happening, and then like it kind of zooms in on Boimler's face, being like, "I told myself nothing bad ever happens on the holodeck." So like that's like some implied action, but yeah, there isn't a lot of. Like I think action the action, action is coming. I think it's going to be in later later yeah. um, issues. I like. There's this. I think I know what you're talking about. Where it's a two-page mm-hmm. thing, yeah. And the top is what's going on in the B plot, and the bottom is what's going on in the A, Here, a plot, I'll, and then the I'll, middle is the Cerritos. And I I'll think that's just a beautiful for everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful example of what you can do with comics that you can't do in other mediums, right? By having all this stuff visually at once, so you yeah. get a sense of the back. Like you can actually kind of choose how you read this like you can read it left to right top to bottom you can also read it top to bottom left to right uh probably not right to left but yeah it's it's uh it's really great i love that comics are really cool i can't remember how they showed it on the because looking at this now on the hoopla version it spans across two pages and there's there's two there's two um panels that literally spanned the pages but yeah. they didn't show that it d- didn't show that in the idw app, idw app so i don't know how they did it. i can't remember how they did it in the idw app i think we can just all agree that maybe hoopla is the better is way to read bit, these if you a can little better if you can yeah uh yeah cool sorry there's a so action for me gets like a ahead. one because a of one the from dive Paris. from from um from dracula. dracula yeah how about you mark i say a one as well yeah, I'll give it a 0. 0.5 because he doesn't even finish the dive. <laughs> suspense. I think there's a good amount of suspense. Uh, I'll give it a three because you don't, you know, you know what's going to happen, but you also don't know how it's going to happen. And it's just building that tension, the door closing and then Dracula reappearing. I think that's yeah. Great. It ends very suspensefully. You don't know what's yeah. going to happen. The um, It's a 3.5 for me for suspense. Uh, say 2.5. Five, camp, very campy. The camp yeah. for me is a five. I think the um, the the breaking of the fourth wall from the um, from the bottom text. The bottom text I think is is super campy and fun, and uh, I love that. Yeah, uh, just them leaning into how like fitness focused ransom is too i know it's not in the holodeck but like that just adds to the camp no matter what so. really gets the characters yeah um but yeah i think the calling out of things is fun i think uh dracula itself is very campy like making yeah. it a dracula is very yeah. funny um, 
It's a five. I'm camp. Yeah, five. I'm so glad, by the way, that we all agree that we call it a Dracula. <laughs> yeah. A Dracula. It's a Dracula. It's, it's not just a Dracula. Dracula. It's a Dracula. <laughs> yeah. Stakes. I mean, Stakes and Dracula. Name a more Again, iconic camp. duo. Jesus Christ. God. <laughs> I mean, the stakes are really high if the computer made a sentient Dracula in the way that it made a sentient warrior. That can beat right. 100 right. Ultra Datas. Yeah. <laughs> And Dracula in the book, the original book, not the campy TV version, movie version, Dracula is supposed to be extremely intelligent because he's lived for a very long time. He's a yeah. smart guy. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll actually give it, I'll give it a four for just the context of this comic. I'm sure the stakes will go up in the other episodes, but yeah, because he's paused here, so we think, oh, okay, we're okay. But yeah, yeah, I think probably like a four for me. Yeah. I'm going to say 3.5. 3.5. Cool. Uh, Is our computer ready? Uh, Yeah, it it is. Computer, what's our final score? Calculating. 3.03. Well, that was a blast. Um, Yeah, that was fun. We have uh, no affiliation with IDW or Paramount Plus, to be clear. No, we do not. And... Furthermore, I do want to say uh, that even though the writers of comics aren't in the WGA, they are severely underpaid for what they do. Um, And so they also deserve raises. And um, as are the artists. As are the artists. As are the typists. Like literally the comic industry in general is is like severely underpaid. Um, So... Uh, we stand by them as well. We stand by the WGA. We stand by SAG-AFTRA. Uh, and we're going to continue to try to find ways to do the podcast while still being in solidarity with them. And go fuck yourself, all the studios, for making so much money and not wanting to share it. Yep. Yep. 100%. The next week, we'll be doing the second issue of this series. Should I try to get Ryan North on? <laughs> I try to get the writer on. That'd I mean, cool. if he's willing to do it, I know some writers uh, of like animation and comics were trying to stand by WGA as well. But if he's sure. willing to do it, like for sure, why not? Can I get it? that? Would be like for me, it would be like meeting a hero. So me and Dylan might not be here for that. So uh, if for next okay. week, um, because we're in Northern California, but. Uh, but what if it's the week after next? What if we bring him for the third issue? Sure, why not? Yeah, I think it would be hard to get somebody to buy come that, in a week but, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's try it. Might as well. Cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna try it. <laughs> um. Cool. All right. Um, this is. Uh, hold on. Uh, intro and outro music is provided by Bodyline. Using yep. the permission of the Midwest Collective. Um, computer voice was provided by Verona blue thank you uh you can find all of this on our discord uh you should join the discord uh it's a lot of fun um you there's links in our description if you want to support the podcast share it with somebody that that really helps the more we can more listeners we can get of the podcast just the better it's going to be for everybody um and more fun it's going to be so yeah Grow. Let's grow it. Let's do it. Let's grow. 
We belong to uh, um, a podcast network called Indiesaurus. You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. Check out some of their other content. Yeah. Um, and again, if you uh, missed the first part of it, I don't know how you missed the first part of it, but if you did, uh, you didn't listen to the beginning of this podcast, uh, you can find uh, these sweet comics on Hoopla, which is uh, all built in with the, the library. Or you can just go to the library and get it from your library. Probably has, probably has this issue. So, or comic book store. Yeah, for three dollars you can have a comic. Yeah, that's yours forever. Yep. We are just a fan podcast, so CBS, Viacom, RuPaul, leave us alone. <laughs> I love, I love the idea that RuPaul is like coming after us. <laughs> I mean, let me point this out. This episode, this issue is called "All in a Sea of Wonders," so it does. You know, that's the world of wonder. <laughs> It's just safe to just it's, it's make sure RuPaul make sure RuPaul leaves us alone. Uh, yeah. RuPaul's much more lit- likely to sue us than yes. than CBS is. She's so. quite litigious, isn't she? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, awesome. Uh, well, awesome. folks, thanks everybody, uh, and have a good have a good Sunday. And program. Oh, jinx! Jinx! I'm me Arachnidina. spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite and for a while i almost forgot he was a hologram that means the holodeck safeties are off computer execute complete shutdown of the holodeck all holo simulations have been terminated 